Hoy hoy. Welcome back to the Escalator to Nowhere, a Simpsons podcast. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. And I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I don't know anything. That's right. And we are now on episode two of season one. That's right. Uh, Bart the Genius. Uh, This episode uh, is sort of... uh, is. Sort of a strange one. We yeah. kind of get this slice of life going on let with the us, Simpsons, right? Before we go jump into it, let us give like the basic facts, shall we? Uh-huh, sure. Okay. <clears throat> Bart the Genius. Uh, production code 7G02. Oh, you mean these facts? I yes. See. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like oh. we're going to give the facts. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell you all about it. Okay. No, um... Production code 7G02, written by John Vitti, directed by David Silverman, who also directed uh, Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire, Mm -hmm. I noticed. Season 1, episode 1. Correct. Um, And the original air date was January 14th, 1990. 1990. Yeah, those were the days, man. Those were the days. You were about to turn six. Uh, Very close to turning (laughs) six. That's correct. Yes. (laughs) I was not. I was... (laughs) <laughs> so this episode has a couple of things that I remember distinctly from it, and I don't know if it's from watching it. I think I said in the last episode that um, I remember uh, seeing uh, seeing some episodes as, as a kid. I distinctly remember, you know, Homer singing Simpson, Homer Simpson uh, in an episode. But there are some things in this episode that I distinctly remember being young and seeing. I just don't know if it was on the actual air date uh, when, when I saw them the first right. time. Yeah, I, I, if I have seen this, I have only seen it once before, mm-hmm. and it was a very long time ago. Like, oh, like, like 1990. No, <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay. It, we've established that that is the premise of the podcast. That I did not watch this while it was airing, <laughs> sir. Uh, no, I think I think we may have watched like the first few episodes that night. We watched Simpsons roasting on an open fire. Oh, whenever it, we happen to watch, which it. was probably like. Four or five years ago. Yeah, before Disney Plus was a thing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which, once again, is where we're watching these. So yeah, I can't. We're we were watching them on Hulu. Uh huh. Because there was commercials. Yeah. Anyways, um, if I had seen this, I did not remember any of it really. Well, uh, just in case you haven't seen this, I would encourage you, dear listener, to go and uh, take a second to watch it. It's only about 20 minutes, so go ahead and you're back. Thank you. <laughs> you're back. So here's the quick synopsis. Thank you from for following our instructions. The uh, Simpsons Wiki on fandom uh, of this episode. Bart swaps papers with class nerd Martin during an intelligence test at school. When the school psychologist comp- uh, compiles the test results, he believes the switch and believes the switch and refers Bart to the Enriched Learning Center for Gifted Children. The new school's laid-back liberal ethos suits Bart in a brilliant way until he is asked to show evidence of his neglected genius. Bum bum bum. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let me let me ask you this: uh, this episode is in my opinion, uh, different and similar from the first episode, Simpsons Roasting. I agree. So uh, let me ask you, what are your impressions of this episode? What do you think about this? I, first of all, as a child that grew up in the 90s, um, the whole, (laughs) yeah, the whole, the whole talented and gifted thing, I felt like was a very big part of 
my childhood. Were I, you in tag? I was not in tag when I was Bart's age. Uh-huh. I was to, in tag later. We've talked about this. I, we, I know have. we have. I failed the test. Oh, no. I did not switch papers with my smarter. No, you know what? I didn't care about the test, so I mm-hmm. just took it and I passed the test. Well, anyways. I, I was in tag. <laughs> he was in tag. My mom taught tag for a really long time. But anyways. Did she really? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, you never told me that. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm going to talk to your mom about this. Okay. I'm be like, did you know I was in tag? But you didn't. <laughs> She'll say, yes, I did, Robert, because you're very wonderful and creative, and I like you more than my daughter. Caitlin's mom likes me a lot. <laughs> yeah, she likes him more. Or, yeah, she likes him more than me. So anyway, sorry. I just burped a little bit. Um, Part of our podcast prep just so you know is to have a couple of beers <laughs> sorry everybody anyways uh, I'm, I'm not sorry this is how we this is how we do it <laughs> this is how we live our lives anyways we've gone on a tangent yeah <laughs> <laughs> um my my first overall impressions of this episode i i can see what you're saying that it's it's similar but very different mm-hmm. homer's tone is completely different i think that like He's like borderline abusive uh-huh. in this. Like he like threatens to punch Bart several times, which we know like is a hallmark of their relationship. Through even right. you, even you know that. Yeah, Why you but little, it, but you know. it like it seemed more sinister. Uh huh. And not like haha jokey jokey. Um. So that was that was something I took away from it that uh-huh. I I I didn't I don't I don't think I necessarily cared for it. I gotta tell you, I felt like. A huge. The reason I say different yet similar was because of Homer's through line of being virtuous and good at heart. Well, uh, but but yes, in the okay. end, uh-huh. in the end, he does come around to that, right? Yeah. So they're like, oh, and like Bart is so touched when Homer gives him a kiss. Yeah. That it's like <laughs> yeah. okay. So in the episode on the first on the first day of his uh, gifted program, Homer takes him to his classroom and outside the door, he gives him, he shows him how to quote unquote, put on a tie. Right. Which is a ob- clip on. A clip tie, on. So he, he says, you just tuck it in here. And, right. and then, very funny. Uh, and then he gives Bart a kiss on his forehead and Bart notes it. He says, yeah, you kissed it's, me. It's like definitely a moment in his little eyes. That's like, Oh, to me, it was like, this doesn't normally happen. Yeah, that's unusual. Therefore, he's going to mention it. Mm-hmm. So should we kind of go in order? We kind of jumped way ahead in the episode. Yeah, we did. I mean, I don't know if we necessarily need to recount the episode for okay. somebody who probably has watched it. And that's if you fine. haven't watched it, then you probably will. But that's okay. So uh, I, what, I don't know what note you had first, but mine came from the, from the opening sequence. Same. Something that I've never noticed before. Okay. Okay, so uh, you can go first. Go ahead. I noticed that there was no ship painting above the couch. Yeah. So one of the iconic ship paintings, one that will be in your blanket if you haven't listened to our bonus episode. <laughs> Maybe we haven't yeah. dropped it. Maybe it doesn't exist in your world. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how we're going to handle this, but eh, we'll, uh, see. we'll see. Anyways, so there's, there's no ship painting in there. And I noticed that even though it clearly shows Lisa playing her saxophone, mm-hmm. This is very She specific. has a banjo case. She's got a banjo Thank case. You. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what I noticed. <laughs> and she was wearing a hat? Why? Yeah, why why does she Well, I didn't notice the hat, but I, just, okay. I certainly was like that is a banjo okay. case. Like there's I, no mistaking I what that write, is. I did not write that down, but I definitely noticed it. Well, Cuz she's on her bike riding home from school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it looks like what well, CR brains aren't totally different. Yeah. Also her saxophone is blue, but Was anyway. it blue? I didn't notice that. Yeah, that's okay. It's like very pale blue. 
Oh, well. It's not saxophone color. Mm-hmm. Which is, I guess, brass? Gold, yeah. Yeah, okay. Brass. That, um, I, I have no idea what that's about. Do you know what that's about? No. Drop, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I was, oh. talk, I, I was looking at her, but I was talking to you. <laughs> I, like, I have listener. no clue what hey, you're talking about. Do you know what that's about? Uh, drop us a line. You can send us an email at uh, escalator to, at escalator escalator to, to nowhere. nowherepod mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Sorry, I'm still getting used to the email address. Um, or you could also drop us a line on our post on our Instagram page, which is escalator to nowhere pod. On Instagram. On Instagram. Yeah. That's right. We're not uh, going to do Twitter. Neither one of us do Twitter. No. <laughs> Wait, we, we, could, do we could pretend. Yeah. But we're not going <laughs> we, to. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to do that. Come on. No. Yeah. Y'all don't know us, but you might know us well enough after two plus a bonus episode. <laughs> be like, these people are not going to keep up on a Twitter account. No. I'm, I'm taking bets on the podcast. But anyways, um, keep listening. Thank you. Thanks. Um, something else I noticed very early in the episode is they show a fruit bowl. Uh-huh. Like the family's playing Scrabble. Yeah. And Lisa plays id. Yeah. The word id. id. Uh-huh. Um, but they show a fruit bowl and those bananas are like the brownest bananas I have ever seen in my <laughs> life. <laughs> I, I did not notice that. Yeah. And then they show Homer yelling at Bart or he, he might be yelling at Lisa at that point. Um, and he's eating one of the bananas. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, right. And that's where Bart's fake word comes from. Oh, okay. Playing, playing it, right? That's right, is, yes. Okay, hey, so he's yelling at Bart. What's the word? Uh, uh, Caitlin has the big book next to her. I can't remember how he says it in the show, but it's quijibo. 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 Yeah. Sorry. A big, dumb, balding North American ape with no chin. <laughs> As Homer's standing there. Yeah. Uh, yelling at him yelling at him and uh i was i was gonna point out uh actually this is my second note from the episode is the is the dichotomy of the stra- of the scrabble game scrabble is is a uh is a cognitive game right like mm-hmm. sca- scrabble is a game that smart people play yeah. when i was a kid like i would have thought that's right a game that's and smart- that that kind of is what starts the conflict to begin with right is that lisa plays id but nobody else at the table has any idea, has what, any it idea is. what they're talking about? And but the, nobody's testing her for tag, right? <laughs> they get well, mad at her because she's her time, smart. Her time will come. <laughs> I, I, I know, but but that being said, you know uh, when they go to check the the word, where is the? That's Caitlin putting. Her Oops, beer sorry. Down. Where, where where is where is the where's the dictionary? Do you under the couch. It's holding the couch. Yeah, it's up. holding the couch. Yeah, up. It's, it's under the it's under the short leg on the couch. Right. And so they go and. Uh, and pick it up, which I think is a really funny, uh, it's yeah. a really clever juxtaposition, right? The, they're playing right. a smart people game, but the essential tool of that game is holding up the couch. Right. And so maybe it's because we haven't watched the shorts yet, but like just the fact that Lisa plays the word id in the Scrabble game mm-hmm. and that the dictionary is under the couch holding it up, mm-hmm. like I think that speaks a lot to the. F- the subsequent episodes of the show yeah. in terms of Lisa is in this environment with her dumb dad Uh and her brother Mm -hmm. and she's very smart and nobody is like nurturing her necessarily. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Marge does and Marge tries and Marge tries in this episode when she gets tickets to the opera and Mm -hmm. they go to the opera, but Lisa's just kind of ignored right now. Yeah, there's a quote later on 
in the series, and I don't remember what episode it's from, but Homer turns to Marge at one point and goes, don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time? <laughs> and she goes, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'm glad that you brought up, I'm glad that you brought up Marge. I want to talk about that here in just a second, uh, because as, well, we can talk about it now. Uh, as she is walking into the school, uh, in a moment where, uh, so Bart early in the episode gets caught spray painting I am a wiener with an image <laughs> that frankly, if he drew this, it looks like Principal He's an artistic genius. Yes, he looks, I mean, yeah. I, I, my 37-year-old ass couldn't draw something that looked that good. No, I'd have a hard time tracing it. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, he's uh, being dragged into the office and this is where the uh, psychologist walks in and, you know, we get the surprise that Bart is a, is, is a genius, supposedly. But as they're walking in, the Simpsons think that they are going to, into a disciplinary hearing. Right. And Marge... Can we, can we rewind a little bit? Because we are introduced to three very important characters, I think, in this episode. Mm-hmm. In terms of personality. It, they may have appeared in the first episode. I honestly don't remember. But we meet Principal Skinner. Uh-huh. We meet who, is the, who is in the first episode. He is, but he's not a major player in the first episode. We meet Martin, Mm -hmm. and we meet Miss Krabappel. Is Miss is Miss Miss Krabappel in the first episode? Guys, we literally watched it yesterday, and I do not remember. I don't remember. Either way, um, yes, uh, Martin. uh, So we are we are. I I wrote down that we are introduced to two very important aspects of the Simpsons. One is Martin. Yeah. uh, And the other one is that Bart utters. The infamous phrase, eat my shorts. I wrote it for down. the first time. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I see your notes. She yes. wrote it down with an exclamation point. I wrote down Miss Krabappel with exclamation two exclamation points point. and eat my shorts with one. So we, uh, <laughs> we find, uh, so we find uh, whether or not she's introduced in the first episode is unimportant because she's obviously not an important part she, of the episode. Her character so. is a little bit more filled out in this episode. For sure. So uh, the dynamic between her and Bart and the rest of the class yeah. and Martin. Yes. Uh, is certainly better defined here. So we have Mrs. K, we got Martin, who, by the by, I will say, uh, when he finishes his test early before Bart switches out the, the test between he and Martin, uh, Martin goes and sits outside and does something that is really uncharacteristic of him as per later episodes. Yeah. He, he taunts Bart. Yeah, so part of, the, part of the whole gag is that Bart has to turn his desks to face out the window. Mm-hmm. Because he will cheat otherwise. A motion that was initiated by Martin, right? Correct, yeah. And then Martin finishes his test and asks asks Mrs. Krabappel if he can go outside and read a book under a tree. Mm -hmm. And it happens to be just outside the window that Bart's looking out of. Of course it is. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I mean that's poetic, right? So... (laughs) So yeah, he he starts it, doesn't he? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He starts it. Yeah, M- Martin is the initiator both in getting Bart in trouble first and then getting him in trouble again mm-hmm. because Bart is not paying attention to the test, but instead he's making faces at Martin. Uh, so, anyways, uh, we get to the Simpsons who are coming in for this disciplinary hearing that uh, I mean men- made mention of earlier, and Marge, who is doing her best as a mother, and this is where I think, you know, we see we see that the Simpsons are a family and that. They care about each other and that they have individual qualities. And Marge's quality is perhaps loving and caring to a fault. Right. And she says something to the effect that uh, even the best sheep stray from the flock 
and need to be hugged extra hard. <laughs> yeah. That's how she refers to uh, Bart. Um, I actually think we may be a victim of the perspective on Disney Plus here because we're watching this on a modern flat screen TV, mm-hmm. not on a tube TV, obviously. Well, maybe not obviously, but we are. And uh, I don't remember seeing Bart in the frame when she says this. He could have been down at the bottom and I just didn't notice him. Or he right. was cut out or something like that. Either way, when they get into the office, Bart is there. Yeah, and it, I think he may have... He was waiting for them. Okay. Because I remember seeing him sitting in the chair and next to two empty chairs. We do get uh, another visual gag, mm-hmm. which I don't know if it plays a subsequent role later, but you know, Skinner's like looking for Bart's file mm-hmm. and... Bart has his own drawer in the filing. There are two things in this episode that you and I have both talked about before that as a kid you thought was going to play a much bigger role in your life. Yes. And, uh, well, one of them we've talked about before. The other one, I don't think we have. But two things. Uh, One is the permanent record. Yes. We, uh, We have had many conversations about how we thought for sure that in the future our lives are going to be much more dictated by this mythical, now I know to be mythical, permanent record uh, that the principal supposedly has in their office, right? right? Uh, The second thing that I have noted (laughs) is when I was a little kid, I lived in horror, terror, absolute horror. Uh, unshakable fear of math problems involving trains traveling from oh. one place to another. <laughs> That's not what I thought you were going to say. Oh, what do you, what'd you think I, I thought you were going to say a talented, a gifted education. Oh, but, oh yeah. Well, you know, uh, I, well, I, I did think that being a tag was going to get me a lot farther than yeah. it did. Yeah. Uh, Here and, we are. And now if you say I was in tag, people roll their eyes. Yeah. They're like, oh, God <laughs> damn it. Oh, great. No. Still bringing that up, huh, Robert? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're, got your laurels early. Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, really, like, like I remember, I remember, like, getting into, like, middle and high school and being like, oh, shit, here comes the, you know, I didn't cuss at that age, but... <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I was like, I was like, oh man, here come these math problems. Like, I'm just waiting for this standardized test, like the ITBS test or whatever, to uh, to show up with a with a math problem about a train. And I gotta tell you, I don't think I've ever seen one. You know what? Um, you know what I wrote down uh, during that sequence. I don't. I don't. I, I don't. said this does not make me miss school. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I am a I am a regular adult in the way that. I now every so often have dreams about tests that right. I was supposed to study for. Yeah, I'm. You know, I. I uh, if you're listening and you don't know me, I'm. I'm an actor. Uh, I'm a trained. I'm trained as an actor, and so like I also have the actor's nightmare where I am going out on stage or I'm about to go out on stage, and I have don't even know what production we're doing. <laughs> like, I'm married to an actor, and sometimes I have that dream. <laughs> I didn't know that. I mean. Similar. It's not the like I'm going out on stage. It's like I uh-huh. don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm yeah. here, and there's a lot of pressure on me. The same general like idea. Exactly. My mother used to tell me that she would have dreams uh, as an adult where she was late for class and couldn't remember the combination to her locker. Oh my god. Which is like it's the same thing. Yeah. Right? But, 
I have not thought about locker combinations in a while. I remember my locker combination Do from you? high school. Yep. How? Yep. 36, 24, 36. Wow. Wait, that's not it. <laughs> Wait, is that like the sexy Playboy bunny like that's bust a, measurements? That's a brick house, Robert. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Your locker was mighty mighty. Letting it all hang out. Wait, no, that couldn't have been my combination. <laughs> I don't. Think... Uh, I'm actually. I'm, I feel myself turning red a little bit. I feel embarrassed. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. I think I, think I did. I, man, I've just sat here for a long time thinking that that was what. Yeah, no, because because in in Baby Got Back he says thirty six, twenty four, thirty six. Maybe if she's five three, right? <laughs> Oh man, we're gonna put that out into the yes, world. Yes, that is that that is the lyrics to Brick House. <laughs> oh no. 36, 24. Can we edit that out? 36? <laughs> no. Oh no. You're probably gonna be editing these, let's be real. Yeah, I'm not gonna edit that out. That's 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 too, funny. That's, that's comedy silly. gold right there. That's right. You want more of that? Subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> Ding. Um, can we talk I had something. Oh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Crusty, yeah, he is introduced kind of, sort of, yeah, in this episode, yeah, in, in, a, this... in an extremely passive way. Yes, so we don't know him as a character yet. We just know him as a figure that Bart, because he's eating the cereal. Unless he's in the shorts, which I don't know. I don't know either. Huh. Well, anyways, either way, Bart is sitting and eating Crustios. He's eating Crustios, but then also in his bedroom. There is a picture of Krusty on his nightstand, mm-hmm. and it is terrifying. It doesn't look like Krusty, but it's like the same. You can tell it's meant to be Krusty. Krusty is based on an actual clown, um, and Matt Groening has talked about it to some extent. Maybe we can do a bonus episode about about Krusty oh. and, and where he comes from. Okay. But... But that being said, like uh, it stands. Well, I, the reason I say that is because it stands to reason that if this is uh, a person who comes into the Simpsons canon even early, yeah, uh, that he is uh, that he exists there, even if he exists only in the creators and the writers' mind. Right. Like, who this so can, is. can like that's part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast uh-huh. was because I don't know the origin stories for most of the people. Right. Not that I necessarily need to, to enjoy the show in and of itself, Mm -hmm. but I I appreciate having that knowledge. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's. Well, it's, we went and saw, we went, oh, what movie did we go and see? Oh, it was the, uh, (laughs) you hated this. You hated it. It was, uh, Jace, the recent, uh, uh, Halloween, Halloween Kills. It was awful. Oh, she hated it so much. (laughs) But I was like. You know, there were some Easter eggs in there. And there was... well, that's, yeah. So, like, Easter eggs, I appreciate. Now, I saw Halloween Kills, and I have not watched the original Halloween movies. That's on me, y'all. I should have made her watch the yeah, original ones. Yeah, so this, this is kind of a similar situation in terms of I have seen this mm-hmm. out, of con- out of context completely. Yeah. So that's why I asked that question. Is like, we don't know Krusty yet. We just know that he is on a cereal box, and Bart likes him enough to have a picture of him in his room. Yeah. So that's all. So there he is eating a cereal. Yeah. Uh, and a little bit about how maybe uh, the reason that Bart is so smart is that he's eating this. The Crustios. Uh, and they chemical, talk about that. Yeah. yeah some chemical, the chemical is in there or what. And then poor Lisa's sitting there like, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Speaking of Mrs. Kerbopel, Bart's learning coordinator, as she dubs herself, right, uh, is Mrs. Kerbopel. Mrs. Kerbopel. Uh-huh. Like, doesn't even try to change her voice. Who is that? Is that Julie Marsha Ka- Wallace? Marsha Wallace. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Oh, Julie Cathar. That's wrong. No. No. <laughs> Marsha Wallace. Marsha Wallace. Yes. Uh, uh, rest in peace. God bless. Yeah. If you haven't watched the Bob Newhart show where she is his secretary, you should go do it because she's awesome. I should also and I love that show. say, speaking of rest in peace, in the I think oh. it was in the trailer, I made a I made a bit of a gaffe in saying that we would not have high profile guests on here, and the guest that I noted was Sam Simon, who has unfortunately uh, been gone from this earth since 2015. So sorry, my uh, my apologies, mea culpa. Uh, R.I.P. And um, but that being that being said, uh, this still stands true. I wouldn't expect to have actual like you know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect to see Conan O'Brien, who is alive and well, yeah. <laughs> uh, on this, uh, on on our list. Can here. you hear me knocking on wood <laughs> for poor Conan? There she goes. Oh, God bless him. I hope he lives a long, long. Oh. I hope he lives longer than Mel Brooks. And I went. I, love I Mel went Brooks. on about Conan the other night when we were watching March v. Monorail, mm-hmm. and how smart I think he is. Anyways, he that's is smart. He's in Mensa. Okay, I'm pretty sure he is. He went to Harvard, so... That's right. That's what the connection was. I remember you saying that. I was like, yep, him and old Zuckerberg. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Conan is not involved in this episode that I know of, so let's get back to it. Let's talk about money. I want to talk about money. Okay. Marge, in an attempt to nurture Bart's genius, decides they're going to go to the opera, which, as we all know, is an expensive endeavor in and of itself. But in addition to that... Y'all, they sitting up there in box They're seats. They're sitting in box seats. They're in box and, seats. And they just had to pay $75 to pick, fix the graffiti. That's right. They <laughs> sure did. Hey, let me also tell you this. This is very important. Caitlin and I are going to see in February Bugs Bunny at the uh, Richmond Symphony. <laughs> uh, and we bought tickets for $15, which I'm really happy about. Yeah. Because they were super cheap. That's a bargain. And I'm looking forward to going to see this. I wanted to get box seats, and they they weren't even available. But it, like orchestra seats for this were like seventy five dollars a piece, and I was like, I was like, no way possible. So like, the the Simpsons are showing up in the box seats, yeah. Man. And Marge has her fancy dress on again. I'm not. Oh sh- oh, oh 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 oh, the one from the pageant. Yes, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure if it's the same exact one because it looks like a one shoulder number. Uh-huh. But um, she's wearing a red dress with white pearls. Oh well. I did not notice. I I did. Does it have pockets? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. It was 1990. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Those yeah. didn't exist for women yet. Yeah, women's pockets hadn't haven't existed very long. So no, far as I understand, they it. don't <laughs> exist now. Oh right, right, right. <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> so as as the as the show progresses, we 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 come back into this uh, place where we get a in it by my thinking. I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Uh, we get back to the heart of the matter in that the reason that Homer is kissing Bart on the forehead and because he's, you know, um, Marge is trying to nurture this newly found gift and all this is because they love him. Yeah. They, they care about him. He's their kid. They want him to do well. And throughout this process, you see Bart uh, getting a lot more attention shined on him from Homer. And I think that it really culminates in this moment where Bart is about to tell Homer that he cheated on the test because he's already told the psychiatrist and uh but then they go outside and start to play catch and bart is clearly enjoying 
you mm-hmm. know, and they're ribbing each other a little bit, um, making comments about how Homer says, can you still see the ball? And Bart says, oh, you're not that fast, and, and all that. And he calls him, this is important, he yes. calls him dad. I noticed that. Yeah. Or he calls him pop. Does he call him pop? I think he says pop. It, at some either point. way, it's it's a you know term of endearment for father figure. Yeah, right? and that would that was actually a note I made for the first episode is that Bart does not call Homer dad. Bart calls Homer Homer. Homer, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a staple, right? That's right. a thing. Bart calls Homer Homer, and but in these moments he's calling him dad or pop or you know whatever mm-hmm. whatever the phrase actually is, and that's really significant. So much so that. At the end of the catch sequence, Homer says, what is it that you wanted to tell me? And Bart doesn't tell him. Right. And so here we, here we uh, find, you know, still even in just episode two, this early example of the heart of the Simpson family. Homer loves Marge, and Marge loves Homer. And they love their kids in yeah, turn. Yeah, they love their kids. Um, can we jump back to the opera real fast oh, in yeah. that um, there is a, an ongoing kind of thread of Bart making up lyrics to songs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I don't remember what the lyrics were oh, that he said. I don't said, remember either. But yeah. So he's singing the lyrics like he did with uh, in the first episode it was Joy with to the Jingle World. Jingle Bells. Or Jingle, Jingle Bells. Yep. Jingle Bells. Batman's it's Jingle House. Yeah. It's Jingle Bells and Joy to the World somewhere in the series. Oh, Joy yeah, to no, the no, world, no, my no. teacher is dead. No, that's you're thinking about. You're thinking about a much later episode okay. where Nelson is singing "Joy to the World." Okay. The teacher. I dead. couldn't figure. I, ooh, I couldn't remember um, which song it was in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, listeners, um, you will note that I am really bad at remembering shows that I watched. So that's. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's the whole point, right? Like, yeah. you're, you're not unknown to The Simpsons. Like, you, it's not that you've never seen them and you don't know. Right, but these... I don't remember minutia. Yeah. Like, you guys do. Like, you and I'm assuming people who listen to this do. <laughs> and, so, I'm sorry. And, and several of our friends. I'm gonna, we're going to gaff. Don't worry. Well. We'll have a corrections corner like my favorite murder. Don't worry. You're going to get there. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you're going to, you're going to. You're going to remember this minutia. I'm going to learn. And part of it is going to be, I think a lot of it is just because we're going to be sitting here talking about it anyway. Yeah, that's true. So as we, you know, as we roll through uh, getting to the end of the episode, eventually uh, Bart having confessed to the counselor, uh, he makes a big mistake in his class and in his class. uh, He mixes an acid and a base. And it blows up. Bad idea. That's right. Terrible. Um, at least he didn't do what somebody did when I was uh, working at Subway was about to do, and that was mixed bleach and ammonia. Oh <laughs> no, no! That's I was like, bro, that's mustard gas. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, so uh, uh, Bart confesses. He comes back after his accident. He's he's green, right? Yes, he's turned green. I can and, see it, y'all. And <laughs> yeah, so uh, we established earlier uh, that Robert is colorblind, so I notice a lot more like of those details and he does. But in this book that we have, which is Simpsons world, the ultimate episode guide seasons one through 20, the page for this episode has Bart and his little naked butt running away from Homer, which after Bart confesses to the problem, Homer gets mad and he runs away from Homer. And we get a why you little, but not a choke. I just, I just thought that it was 
the miscoloring of the printing in this book. Oh, okay. I didn't realize he had turned green until I actually watched the episode. Nope. And Homer chases him upstairs. And as he runs by Marge and Lisa, Bart runs by Marge and Lisa. And then there goes Homer and uh, Marge, who is doing something. I didn't know if you crafty lady. Noticed. She's knitting. She's knitting. On but, the sofa. But she's doing what? What's what? What? A, she's doing what every cartoon and every movie does with knitting. She's doing it wrong. Yeah, it's upside her down. Needles right? are, her needles are pointing down. Yeah. yeah. And when you knit, working where we work, I know a lot of people who knit. Yeah, your needles point up. They have to, yeah. Yeah. But they are always pointing the down. The points of the needles point up, I yeah. guess we should say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did notice that. But they, runs by, they run by and, and uh, Marge says, what's going on? And Lisa says, I think Bart's dumb again. Yeah. So I also noticed something else in this scene Oh. where he runs by. Uh-huh. The ship painting's not on the wall. Right. Whatever the picture is on the wall um, in the in the credits, it's not that. It's pictures of Homer. No, I'm sorry. It's pictures of Grandpa uh-huh. and Maggie. Really? Hanging over the sofa. Yep. I did not know that. <laughs> huh. Interesting. See, this is kind of stuff I notice, whereas you don't pay attention to that. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> No, I I, 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 I I didn't notice pictures at all. I, I noticed Marge's knitting needles is what I noticed. Right. Well, I noticed that too. And then I just kind of like, I was like, oh, And the, I, the whole reason I noticed that was just because I was like, oh, Caitlin's going to be mad about that. Grandpa, who was in the first episode, but not in this episode, mm-hmm. but he's a painting. So or sure. a picture. He's got to be in the shorts. Oh, he, he must be. We're going to be, we're going to work on these shorts at some point. y'all. But yeah. Anyways. So we we come to the end of the episode and uh, it sort of ends abruptly. Like, yeah, this is why I said earlier that this is kind of a slice of life in the Simpsons household because the resolution is but is not there. The resolution is that everything is back to normal. Right. Yeah. Bart's dumb again. Right. Uh, We're back to status quo. Yep. And you. uh, This is like a blip on the radar. You made mention of the principal and the pauper in the last episode, mm-hmm. right? And so this is very neat and tidy, whereas the principal and the pauper is definitely not. Uh, we got nine seasons, I mm-hmm. think, before we get to yeah. uh, principal and pauper. But that is to say that here in the second episode, we have an establishment of things returning to canon, right? Yeah, everything's back through, to normal by the end. Through two episodes, we have a really good example of the dynamic between right. the family members, we, uh, even with just Grandpa's appearance in right. the first one where he's sleeping on the couch. Right. Uh, we have the, we understand that Maggie is there, but Maggie yeah. is not necessarily But like, Maggie also is like a very important character. Okay, right? Go on. So like, <laughs> like, and by that, I mean, she's important enough to like, uh, at the beginning of the episode, they zoom in on her playing with her blocks. Uh-huh. She's at the opera. She is. Yep. Hire a freaking babysitter. Am I right? <laughs> like nobody wants a baby at the opera. Good idea. But she's sitting there and she's doing her thing, which is sucking on her pacifier. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she's part of the family so she's important therefore oh yeah Yeah, ergo she's she's important she's part of the core yeah yeah definitely definitely. yeah um something i did notice or i i took note of too as we were watching this when they're sitting in the opera and bart's singing the lyrics of whatever he's singing Uh um lisa takes part in that as well yes she does 
And I feel like just judging from the episodes I've seen and whatnot, that's kind of like unusual for her because normally she takes the high road. Mm-hmm. But every now and then, she goes down into the lowbrow humor that is Bart. She sure does. Yeah. Like, but like that's admiring her big brother, right? Well, I think part of it also is that Lisa is a Simpson. And she's right? a kid. Oh, she's a kid. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that you always remember that necessarily, the way she is portrayed in the episode, because she's so mature for an eight-year-old. Yes. And she delivered that. Uh, brief diatribe about Homer yes. being her her only model of male right. uh, authority, influence, yes. father figure, or whatever. Lisa Spouting Truth, which is what I wrote in my yes. notes. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, this becomes, you know, part of the building blocks of the, the character of yeah. Lisa. Lisa is very intelligent. Lisa is deep. She's poetic. She's annoying. She's preachy. Yeah. But Lisa is also a kid. Right. Right. And in some of the more famous... You know, Lisa's scenes, you find like, you know, don't worry, there's gazpacho for everyone. Right. What's that? It's tomato soup. It's a soup that's ice cold. cold. (laughs) Yeah. I I see. I kind of know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But like, so in the beginning of the episode, you were kind of served this preachy, intelligent Lisa. And when she's putting it on the Scrabble board. Right. Then she's discounted in terms of her intelligence because nobody's paying attention to that. They're all mm-hmm. paying attention to Bart. In fairness, in fairness to the series, I will say that we don't know how intelligent she is right, right now. Well, that, yeah. And that's based off of the two episodes that we've seen. Right. And that's part of the point I was trying to bring up. Okay. You get a, you get a glimmer of that in this episode mm-hmm. and then Bart kind of just takes over. Actually, you know what? I'm going to contradict myself. We do know how intelligent she is. You are not forming that, that, quote that that diatribe to patty and selma about the id. oh and about the id well yeah she yeah. And she knew the id but right. you're, you're you're not talking we're jumping link. back in episode yes yeah. in in episode one if she's not hyper intelligent as an eight-year-old it's just, right i w- i never would have said that as an eight-year-old yeah yeah i don't think probably not if i did i probably would have been quoting lisa simpson yeah <laughs> <laughs> not me I d- I'll tell you, you want to hear a secret? Sure. This is not a secret. Because <laughs> I'm about to tell everyone that listens to this. When I was a little kid, I didn't like rap music because I listened to country music. Right. And uh, Criss Cross was very popular. Yes. And I learned the word rare. I remember someone talking about and I, and I thought that that would be a good word to use. And I, <laughs> I have a distinct memory of talking to someone who was talking about how much they like Criss Cross Crisscross will make you jump, jump. Yeah. Mac Daddy make you. Anyway, uh, and I, just, I remember going, yes, it's very rare to have a, a, a group of such young people. <laughs> and I thought my ass was so smart, y'all. I thought I was the smartest kid on the block. You After might all, as- I wasn't tag, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well have just played it in your favorite That's Scrabble right, game. That's right. Oh, can we can we take a moment and talk about a how much I do not like Scrabble, and b how much I struggle with spelling of the word wiener? I too struggle with okay. it, and something that uh, we have to provide context to is that Caitlin and I call each other wiener. Yes. So when we write letters or cards or something to each other, we often write or texts. Texts, right? <laughs> We often write the word wiener, and I am constantly spelling it the way that Bart spells it in the yeah. episode, which is, as Martin Prince points out, 
It's acceptable in some cultures. In some cultures, yeah. but is not the proper spelling. Uh, I, I assume either the OED or the American Standard. I will tell you that I did feel some relief in, in when Martin said it's acceptable in some languages or some cultures uh-huh. because I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. I'm not wrong. I'm just European. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry. I'm colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> Color with a U. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. That's why I said it like okay. that. Color. Okay. Great. That's good. Well, anyway. Well, this is what we've devolved to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at any rate, uh, at the end of the episode, everything is back to normal. The status quo has been maintained, and we have an episode that, in my opinion, is not as good as Simpsons Roasting. What do you think? I totally agree. I, I, yeah. And, and, and also, something that surprised me was the air date. This, this aired originally... Almost an entire month after Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. Yeah. So, like, to me, that says, I don't know a lot about the television industry, but to me, that says they aired this full-length episode, and people must have liked it. Therefore, they picked it up as a series. And... So, the reason... I, I will say this. I know that the reason that they aired Simpsons Roasting first, which was supposed to be number eight... I don't know if we said this in the first one. I think we did. Be, ...was because of, of animation issues. Oh. So, I think they had already ordered at least one okay. season. Okay. And this season, as I think is common for first seasons, is significantly shorter than the other seasons. It's 13, right? Right. 13 yeah, which I feel like is a normal thing for mm-hmm. initial seasons of TV shows. However... um, it, I did not get the same warm fuzzies from this at all. No, no. It's not a Christmas episode. No. But, but you do get some. I, 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 like that catching sequence, playing catch with Homer. Yeah, like that's... And, and Marge's like attempt at nurturing, mm-hmm. which is the word she forgets, nurturing. That's right. Uh, nurturing Bart's genius. Um, like, you're right. It's like what it all boils down to is that they love each other mm-hmm. and they love their children. And therefore, hijinks ensue. Yeah. But in the end of the at the end of the day, like everybody loves everybody. So let me ask you a question. Okay. This is this is kind of a bull question. But okay. Anyway. Based off of the two episodes that you've seen so far, yes. starting Tabula Rasa, Clean Slate. Yes. Who is your favorite character? That's very hard. Yeah. You know, that is a really hard question. You know who mine is? Based off of these two? This is the reason I asked this Mr. question. Mr. Bobble. Oh. It's Marge. Okay. I think Marge is my favorite character based off of what we've seen so yeah, far. Yeah, I would I think I would say the same. Um I say Miss Krabapple because she is one of my favorite characters. Uh-huh. Um but Did you student teach while you were getting your masters? No. Oh, okay. I did not. I thought that might but you're Caitlin's mom was a teacher. My mom was a Retired teacher. Retired as a teacher, so. And I also, I like Marsha Wallace, mm-hmm. like, as an actor. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so I like Miss Krabappel, and also, like, we'll get there eventually, but, like, Springfield Com- Elementary Confidential is maybe one of my favorite episodes. Okay. Okay. Springfield Confidential? Yeah. Oh, all right. Or, I can't remember, yeah. I like that episode a lot, well, and I like her as a character, because, mm-hmm. like, here you're only seeing, it's like... It's like when you see your teacher in the grocery store Uh and you're like, oh God, 
you know, she is a real life. That's right. Or I'm getting ahead of our, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but yeah, my mom was a teacher. I, I guess I feel, I feel for Miss Krabappel, mm-hmm. but judging from these two episodes, she would not be one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Well, you know, as the, as the show has a lot of time to, to carry forward and the development of these characters yeah. gets deeper, you know, you have more reason, you find more reason to really identify with these individual right. characters who perhaps in the writing of this were all maybe one-offs, you know? Yeah, I don't or know. Just, or just totally ancillary can, characters. Can we go ahead and establish that we're just talking? We're not going to go, like, deep dive research into the Simpsons, like, canon of academia slash whatever there is. I mean, that's not the point. Oh, that was Leo bumping into yeah. Caitlin's microphone again. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, feel, I, I get the feeling that... Uh, in the future, knowing you, that you're gonna, I'm gonna have to. You're gonna do it. Yeah. I probably won't do it. No. My my research is gonna be the big book that's right next to right. you. Right. Well, yeah. I but. mean, that's a jumping off point. Yeah. So, anyways, to answer your question, I can totally see why you would have Marge as your favorite character. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she's kind of like the hero in each case, or at least she's like the. She's, I think she's the compass. Like she's the moral compass, right? Yeah. So you have, yeah, you have good, you have, (laughs) sorry, that was very precarious. The way Robert just took our cat off the table. (laughs) It was fine. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, the dog's definitely asleep next to me. What a good boy. Anyways. Um, yeah, I could, I, I would, I think I would agree with you when I say that Marge is my favorite after these two episodes. Yeah. Just because we don't really know anybody else very well, mm-hmm. um, I even I even feel kind of like in Simpsons roasting, like we don't really get a full picture of what Bart is. No, you know we're no. not we're not expecting that, but we definitely get it here. Yeah. Um, well, in terms of his character, you know, the Simpsons are establishing here, or rather, I guess probably reestablishing like a new American archetype, which is the imperfect. Patriarch, right? Right. We we see it uh, with Archie Bunker in the seventies. Yeah. Uh, but you know, this is not Leave It to Beaver. You know, it's something that's important for us to remember watching this in twenty twenty one is that in nineteen eighty nine, this was unusual. The Simpsons was scandalous. Yeah. Which is part of the reason why you couldn't watch it. Right? Exactly. Well, I I couldn't watch it because a in nineteen eighty nine I was four years old and oh well yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I do remember, I remember explicitly my mother telling me, no, you can't watch that cartoon because it's not meant for kids. I, I remember there was a, a family friend of ours who, when we were talking, we were over at their house and th- this was not 1989. I was older than that. I was maybe 10 or something like that. And can't, well, Robert was born in um, January of 84, and I was born in October of 85. Yeah. So that's where we're coming from. So I, but I remember being over at their house, and uh, this uh, mother of my friend uh, said, no, we're not going to watch that show, not with them saying that word. And it took yeah. me a long time to figure out what the word was. I, I, I remember like asking my mom why. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, because they curse. The word was damn. Yeah. Yeah. The word, the word was damn. Right. Which 
this particular family was very religious right. is obviously literally in the Bible. Right. Uh, but yeah, they, it was because they said the word damn, which I've said now three I times. Was just told, I, <laughs> I was just told they cursed, which is hilarious because my grandma used to curse. My grandpa was in the Navy. He used to curse like a sailor, a literal sailor. See, like I was in the kind of family where like, okay, you can watch this, but don't tell anybody. Right. <laughs> you watch this. Well, subsequently and recently, we were talking to my mom about this and we were talking to her about kind of like the idea of this podcast and whatnot. I was like, yeah, because you wouldn't let me watch The Simpsons. Uh huh. And she was like, you could have watched The Simpsons. I was like, yeah, bullshit, mother. Yeah. Like, (laughs) (laughs) no. Caitlin, you could have watched that if you wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You remember it that way, like 30 something years later. Let your practical toddler watch this. I, I, you know, I one of one of my favorite memories with my grandma. So, like, I have I have my grandma and grandpa who are my mother's parents, and then I have my mama and papa who are my father's parents. I remember being a teenager and watching Beavis and Butthead with my grandma. There's Leo again, <laughs> and. Uh, and then I said something to somebody at church about watching Beavis and Butthead with my grandma. And she was like, don't tell people that we watch <laughs> Beavis and Butthead together. <laughs> Wait, with your grandma? With grandma, yeah. No way. So like grandpa and grandma love to watch Benny Hill, right? Wait, that's your grandma too? Yeah. And um, uh, I remember very distinctly telling Mama that we watched Benny Hill and she's like, that's a little blue, isn't it? Which is funny because Mama was the way I was gonna more say, like, that's like liberal of the two right. as far as that was concerned. But um, anyway, this cat, y'all, is driving me nuts. <laughs> He's, you fed them, right? Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe it's time for us to wrap this up anyway since we're yeah, so Yeah, we've been recording this. for a while. Well, look, uh, I, overall, I think that uh, the episode we see here does a good job of laying out character relationships. I think that um, we get a lot of very important introductions to include Martin Prince, maybe yeah. Mrs. K, and also Eat My Shorts, and yeah. the Why You Little. Uh, the oh, why, yeah, yeah. why You Little. Uh, but um, overall, I think it's not quite as good as Simpsons Roasting. I agree. Uh, what's the next episode? What's the next title? The next episode is... Homer's Odyssey. Homer's Odyssey. Yes. Awesome. I don't think I've seen this one. Hey, look at that picture in the top left. Who's oh, that? Smithers. We talked about color, right? Yeah, oh, God. Yeah. He's like very tan. Uh-huh. So. But there's a, in the picture, there's a, not a pine tree, a palm tree. <laughs> That's very good. Okay, we need to stop talking now. Thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, we applaud you for your effort. (laughs) You may remove the stone of shame and attach the stone of triumph. Uh, Make sure that you are following us on Instagram as well at... Uh, what's the name of it? Uh, Escalators to Nowhere Pod. Uh, make sure that you're subscribed to us on whatever platform you're listening to us on right now. And if you'd like to contact us, we would love to hear from you. You can reach us at Escalators to Nowhere Pod at gmail.com. Yeah, baby. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I don't know anything. And we look forward to seeing you next time for Homer's Odyssey. Until then, bye. Smell you later. <laughs> oh, there it is. That's the one. <laughs> Bye. I was going to say eat my shorts and that kind of works as well. That's fine. That's Smell fine. you later. Bye. Do we have exit music? Let's see if there is. And...